Trouble, and this is She Finds Joy. I've struggled with overcoming adversities throughout my life, feeling defeated and not having the confidence to go after what I wanted. But within every adversity, it can also sow the seed for something more in our lives. For me, that is teaching others to step into the arena of bigness, all while doing hard things and reaching for more joy and happiness along the way. I'm a truth-telling, real-talk happiness coach who believes in giving you the tools to create a life you love. Welcome to the zero fluff, no BS advice that gives you the small steps for big joy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's show on the She Finds Joy podcast. Now, before we jump into the content, I want to remind you all, it's super, super helpful if you can help us spread the word. I see so many people coming into the She Finds Joy free Facebook group, and it's because you all are sharing my podcast and my free Facebook group with your friends, because one of the questions that we ask on there is, how did you find us? And they're saying from the podcast or a friend shared the podcast with me. And so I just want to thank all of you for doing that, for listening to the episodes. It's really, really helpful. You know, my goal is to impact millions of people and have a positive influence on them. So before we get started, I wanted to do a shout out and a thank you for all of you who are sharing my work. Now, I want to introduce today's podcast episode. Her name is Cassie Riley, and she is a certified integrative nutrition health coach, and she established a health coaching practice in the summer of 2020. You guys, I love this. She just established her own her own coaching practice, and she really works with clients to successfully reach their wellness goals. Now, you need to hang with me here because this episode is going to be way different than what we're normally talking about or hearing about from society and diet culture. But I love Cassie's perspective because she works to educate her clients on ways to disassociate diet with body image and body size, and instead associate food choices with optimal body function and how it makes them feel. So I love this, Cassie. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So I have to give you guys the backstory on Cassie. Okay. Cassie, how old are you? 33. Cassie is 33 and me Kim Strobel is her cousin. So Cassie's like my first cousin removed because her mom, Mary, is my first cousin. And I was Cassie's babysitter growing up. Do you remember that, Cassie? Yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah, you lived in Tell City at the time. And I was probably like, I don't know, middle school or high school. And your parents used me to babysit at your house on the corner. Um, And I remember having these three little girls around that I was responsible for. You were the oldest. And I'm like, isn't it funny? Like who would have guessed all the way back then that the two of us would be on, first of all, that I'd have a podcast. And secondly, that you would be being interviewed for it. I know, crazy. (laughs) Well, I'm really excited to jump into this because I feel like you have a very different perspective when we're talking about these things that we know women in particular struggle with. And so I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and I really can't wait for our audience members to hear kind of your perspective because we've all been led to believe these certain ways about what it means to lose weight or to eat healthy. And you're kind of going to destigmatize 
all of that for us in this episode. But I want to know what does being healthy mean to you? All right. Ooh, I love this question. Um, so to me, being healthy is really thinking about how I feel on the inside, not how I look, not my body size, not my weight, you know, not my gene size, truly just how I feel. Do I feel good? Do I have energy, you know, to carry out my day-to-day responsibilities? Do I feel fulfilled on the inside? Do I have a purpose? You know, these are things that you also talk about with your clients too. So I feel is how I look at health and being So you're really talking about, which I love this because all the work that I do is all about helping women understand that we can keep trying to fix the outside pieces of us but that is not what really leads to our most fulfilling life, that it's actually having to go within and peel back those layers that have been placed upon us to figure out what are the jewels that we have on the inside and let that kind of drive our, our purpose for how we want to show up in our life. And so you're kind of talking about core desired feelings, right? Absolutely. Yes. Getting to the root cause of things, digging deep finding your why, living out your purpose. And it takes a little bit of work, right? Like it takes a little bit. Yes. I just had this conversation this morning. I was being interviewed on a podcast and I said, look, I'm the happiness coach, but this does not mean that I'm like sunshine sprinkles in super goldy sunshine all of the time. The reason I'm the happiness coach is because I've done what, what, what I've heard this term called the shadow work, right? Like I've done the deeper, harder inner work because you have to go in there and deal with that in order to kind of reemerge as a better version of yourself. You can't just keep putting band-aids on it. You can't just keep ignoring it or avoiding it. It, you have to kind of deal with the monster in the room, which is the shadow side of us that deserves to be seen, heard and worked through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you got to let go of, of the bandaid approach and masking things because eventually it's just going to come out with a vengeance. Right. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that a minute. The mandated approach. What is the normal approach that most of us use when it comes to our body, well, first of all, we know that women in general do not love their bodies. So that's a part of it right there that you work on, right? Like they don't even, they, they, they constantly criticize their bodies. Yeah, exactly. And so, so tell me, what is the mandated prescription kind of BS line we've all been fed when it comes to how we should work on our bodies? I would say that there's one approach for everyone, which couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I really look at bioindividuality, meaning that every single person is different in their own unique way. And there is no one size fits all approach for every single person. Um, and, And I think that that's really important. So a lot of these fad diets and diet culture out here, you know, they tell you, do this and you'll lose weight, do this and you'll be skinny in 30 days. If you follow, you know, these parameters, you'll weigh X amount of weight. And that doesn't work for everybody. Um, You know, there's so many things with 
diet culture and fad diets out there that they're just so unhealthy. And it, to me, it's just not the right approach to take because how many times in my life and your life, have you tried keto? Have you done Weight Watchers? Have you done whole 30? Like how many times are you going to start over on Monday, start again next week? How many Januaries are you going to restrict yourself from carbs and cookies? You know, so (laughs) we, that approach just is not working for a majority of the people. And so these fad diets out here, they give us false promises. You know, they show us these, these testimonials from former clients before and after, you know, 30 days of progress. But what they don't really talk about is what happened on day 31. What happened you know, to that person throughout those 30 days mentally, you know, how did they actually really feel cutting out whole entire food groups and restricting and, you know, mentally, how did that affect them? So um, that's kind of my problem with the diet. So when we're talking about fad diets, we're talking about like, hey, uh, strip your diet of carbs and you'll lose weight or uh, join Weight Watchers and limit your calorie intake. Like, okay, this just is reminding me of two people. So I have two friends who my friends are always trying to lose weight. And Cassie, I told you on our pre-interview yesterday that that I will be like your worst client, so to speak. Like if you can really change Kim Strobel, you've, because Cassie, I'm the girl who used to eat four Hoskis cupcakes at 10 o'clock at night before I went to bed every night for 20 some years. And I just stopped that habit two years ago. Okay. My goal with my first health coach was to eat one piece of fruit per month. Cassie, that's what you're dealing with when you're dealing with me. Okay. So I have grown, I have worked on my (laughs) baby steps, but like you really have turned me on. I don't know my motivation levels after talking to you and you sharing some of your stuff, there's just something kind of churning inside of me, but I'm thinking of two specific friends. So my one friend joined the biggest loser contest, which like, I think that the biggest loser contest is great for like getting people to exercise and getting them to form friendships and accountability. But the bottom line is you lose that weight for the whatever 90 days. And then the stats show that like 95% of them, gain the weight right back. Yeah. And not only that, but my friend, she came sled riding with me last week. And I was like, Hey, I'm getting ready to have some chili. And she's like, I'm not eating anything today. She said, I have to weigh in tomorrow at the biggest loser. So she literally went 24 hours without weighing in Cassie. This is what we're doing right yesterday. She's all worked up again. Cause she has to weigh in. So she told me that she like made herself walk like in her house and on the treadmill 11 miles so that when she weighs in tomorrow, I wish you, for those of you who are just listening, I wish you could just see Cassie's facial expressions. Talk about that, Cassie, because this this is what's rampantly going on right now. So what, why are there issues with this? Why? Tell tell us more. Well, I think that it starts. So these fad diets and things out there, you know, they set these unrealistic parameters. Maybe if you have enough willpower, you can do it for 30 days. But what's your takeaway on day 31? You know, what are you leaving that 30 day program with? Are you truly building lifelong sustainable health habits? Or are you just finding a quick fix for those 30 days? 
not taking anything away from that, going back to your old habits on day 31, running out and grabbing a box of donuts because you've restricted from everything you love for these 30 days, you know, and, and so there's no takeaway here. So they're setting unrealistic parameters for us, but then also we set unrealistic goals for ourselves. You know, a lot of times we, I don't know if you've ever heard progress over perfection. I'm sure you have, but yeah. We go for perfection right off the bat, right? January one hits, I'm cutting all the carbs. I'm cutting cookies, cake, all these things. I'm not going to drink, dry 30, whatever. You, you set these unrealistic goals for yourself that it's just that, like they're unrealistic and you're not teaching yourself anything except for restriction. And then restriction leads into that whole cycle, right? You restrict for so long until you can't restrict anymore. You binge on whatever it was you were restricting on, and then you feel massive anxiety and guilt over that. And then the next day you say, why I have to start over again. Like it's time. Like I got to get back on the bandwagon. And then you start over. And then by Thursday night, guess what happens? You fall off the bandwagon because you've restricted yourself of everything that you love. And that cycle just continues to start. And then there's the whole, like the guilt and the shame. Like I'm thinking of someone I know right now and like, he'll join the biggest loser contest maybe once every two or three years, but then he'll, he'll gain like a hundred pounds back. And then he's all down and he's all depressed and he's all upset with himself. And then maybe a year or two later, like he'll join it again. And it's like, I feel so bad because it's such an emotional it messes with a person emotionally because they feel such shame around like what they did accomplish and then how they're back to where they were before or worse. And I actually teach this Cassie in my um, 90 day coaching program, the research, and I'm actually pulling this chart up right now. You can't see it, Cassie, but it actually shows you that there's um, that when people like go on a diet, they actually become more depressed than they were even after losing the weight, they're more depressed because like they're living a life of complete restriction. Mm -hmm. And so it shows like, um, like, okay, like the people who lost weight, they were like depressed at like on this scale, they were like the proportionate depression was like 7% is where they started out. But then after like so many days, uh, 90 days or whatever, their depression rose, even though they lost weight, their they got more depressed because they're constantly not bringing pleasure into their life. They're restricting everything. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's another huge issue too with fad diets is not just the physical issue of like, you're cutting out these whole food groups and, you know, looking at something like whole 30, I think you have to cut out beans and it's like, beans are good for you. Beans are full of fiber. They're a starchy carb. They provide us with energy. Um, You know, they help our digestive system. And so they make you like cut these things out. And then, so not only is it physically, you're becoming deficient in something because you're cutting it out of your diet, but then mentally it is affecting you. Because like you said, you know, when you're only able to eat 1200 calories a day, which by the way is for a toddler, right? Like an adult needs more than 1200 calories a day to literally be able to put their thoughts together, to be able to like go through their day to day. So mentally you look at your plate and it's like, well, I'm definitely going to eat this and not be satisfied and not feel good. And then you're counting down, right. Until you can like 
make your next meal, but then that meal is not going to be nourishing or satisfying or satiating to you. So it's just this constant cycle of like physically not getting what you want and then really mentally like screwing with you. I'm interrupting this podcast to talk to you real quickly about why we need to consider placing happiness at the forefront of our businesses, our schools, and our organizations. We know that a positive brain is 31% more productive than a brain at negative, neutral, or stressed. We also know that when your employees' well-being is at the forefront, they achieve 56% greater sales. They're three times more creative, 40 times more likely to receive a promotion, 23% reported fewer fatigue symptoms, and they're six times more engaged in their work and in their life. It is for this very reason that I love traveling across the country and giving motivational keynotes on the happiness formula, how we can become more successful in both our professional lives and in our personal lives. When we bring happiness to the forefront, we change every single business, education, and organizational outcome. If you're interested in booking a keynote, you can go to strobeleducation.com forward slash speaking. Exactly. Because my my other friend, she was talking to me. I was on my run a couple weeks ago and she's doing whatever Weight Watchers is now called or something, but she's like, I'm only allowed to have 900 calories a day. And Cassie, I'll just tell you, like, I probably had 900 calories by 10 AM. And I was like, how is that? I I don't know, but it's, it's this constant cycle. And then some people convince themselves that it somewhat works for them or that they're, here's what I think they do. They convince themselves that they are taking some type of action, but your approach, and you use that word satiated, which I love that because what you're, I feel like your approach is, Hey, I I don't want to restrict you. I don't want to take out any of the food groups. And I also don't want you to feel hungry. And you said something yesterday when you and I were talking that you really work with the, 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 the blood sugar levels. Can you tell me what that approach is? Because I'll tell you, I definitely think that's Scott Strobel and I's problem. Like I don't think I'm maintaining any kind of regulatory blood glucose levels. And then like my husband has this terrible habit where he wakes up every night at like 2 AM and he walks to the counter in the kitchen and he opens up blueberry pop tarts and he eats them every single night, Cassie. So what's going on with our blood glucose levels? Yeah. So I really take an approach to managing your blood sugar. Um, Have you ever heard of the term hangry? Yes. Hungry plus angry, you know, yes, we're hangry a lot of the time. Yes. Yes. So that is the key indicator that your blood sugar is off. You are either eating something that is spiking it way too high, which in return is going to cause you to have these crazy cravings all day long. So are you saying Cassie, that if I wake up and I decide I'm going to have a piece of cake for breakfast because I just want it. Are you saying that that that's going to cause my, my blood glucose levels to go high. And then it's going to create this cycle of me craving and wanting more, what 
all day long. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yes, you're spiking when you eat a lot of starchy carbon sugar for breakfast and you're not pairing it with any protein, healthy fat, you know, fiber from fruits and vegetables, you are spiking that blood sugar through the roof. And that is what is going to cause those crazy cravings throughout the day. And, you know, you eat a big piece of cake that might look satisfying to you, but then, you know, an hour later, your stomach is growling and you are like, if I don't get something in my belly right now, I'm going to freak out. (laughs) Yes. So, so that's the blood sugar. So we really take an approach meaning client and I to manage the blood sugar. And how we do this is we work on creating well-balanced meals. So well-balanced to me is looking at every meal, every snack has protein, healthy fat, and fiber. And tell us how many grams you shoot for Cassie. So I shoot for, um, 20 to 30 grams of protein. Um, protein is going to be your most satiating macronutrient. So it's going to help keep you fuller longer. And protein is also going to help you build and maintain lean muscle mass. We want muscle mass because the more muscle you have, the more fat you burn at resting. Okay. And so give me some examples of, well, first of all, so 20 to 30 grams per meal. And I love that you don't have people use a scale. So how do people measure that out? So if we are looking at like making a smoothie, um, you're going to look at the nutrition label and it's going to say one serving. And then you're going to go down to the protein and you're going to see most protein powders are going to be about 20 grams per one scoop or two scoops, whatever that serving is. Um, If you're looking at something like an animal based type of protein, like a piece of steak or chicken, I tell them to use their hand. So no one can see this right now, but the palm of their hand is going to be about three to four ounces. And what I tell people is, it does not have to be perfect, right? Like people get so obsessed with counting the calories, counting the macros, using the scale to weigh their food. That is not a sustainable approach. So eyeball it. And after you do it for, you know, a little bit of time, you're just going to know, you're going to know what three to four ounces of animal meat looks like. Um, Also another indicator is like about the width of a stack of cards, like a deck of oh, cards. Oh, yes. Okay. So when we're talking protein, we're talking, it could be protein powder, but it could be steak. It could be chicken. It could be fish. Yeah. yeah. Salmon. Yes. Any lean animal meats. Um, I always look for high quality, right? We don't, you know, it's very important. And I think we'll go into this later, but like check your ingredients. So like if you're buying steak, it should just be that steak, red meat. Yes. <laughs> No other ingredients. And a lot of times these companies are going to sneak things in here and there. Um, And I have a grocery guide as well, but you know, it's important too, when you're looking at animal protein, if you're buying steak, it should be grass fed. It needs to come from a grass fed cow. If you're buying chicken, you want to make sure that it's organic, it's pasture, it's, um, no added hormones, no antibiotics, like, because let's talk about that, Cassie, because tell people why that's important, because what's happening when we're buying the processed beets, what there are these like fillers that are put in there and how, how does that contribute to our unhealthy eating habits? Okay. I'll give you my favorite example. And this is not meant to scare anyone, but let's talk about chicken. So you look at chicken, you buy just the cheap, cheap thing, of chicken, chicken breast. It doesn't say no added hormones, no antibiotics, which means that the farmer is allowed to give that chicken antibiotics and hormones to, 
you know, fatten them up or whatever it's meant to do. So then you think about, okay, well, if the chicken is ingesting that and that's in its diet, then what are you as a human who is eating that chicken ingesting? And what do all these added antibiotics and hormones and things like that cause in your body? They cause your hormones to be unbalanced, your blood sugar to go crazy. And some studies even show it can cause depression and anxiety as well. In the so chicken. basically it's causing like these extra things that they're adding to the chickens, the antibiotics and all of that to fatten them up. It's, it's causing like other things that when you're ingesting it, it's ingested into your body. It's causing inflammation, could be anxiety, depression, all of these hormonal issues, because you're also ingesting that into your body. Correct. It could be transferred to you. So who wants that? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I want to stay on this protein thing because I know this is very basic to you because you know it so well, but I'm assuming most people are like me who are listening. And so one of the things I'm really proud of myself for Cassie is I did start doing smoothies for breakfast a few years ago. And so I was getting my protein, which to be honest was I, I, I had pooping problems. And so now it helps me poop every morning because I'm getting my protein, I guess. And yeah. so <laughs> that's really important, right? Um, but I sent Cassie the label that had been recommended to me that I've been using for the last couple of years. And, um, and I love that she immediately looked at the label and said, Hey, I don't even know why it has this po- potato something in it. And it has all these other fillers that are like, what are those fillers in my whey protein? Like what, what is that Cassie? Yeah. So a lot of these companies will add fillers, preservatives, you know, all of these extra ingredients that are absolutely not necessary because it's probably cheaper for them to make their product that way and to make it like on a mass level. Um, so then you are buying these products and you're thinking because it's cute, it's got a cute label, has a fun name, it's making me all these promises that it's gonna, you know, make me fit and lean and a lady boss and all, whatever. So you're then ingesting these ingredients that are causing low grade inflammation in your body. So not huge, unless you have an allergy or, you know, you're sensitive to it, but low grade inflammation in the body. Over time, when your body is constantly inflamed, fat loss is going to go on the back burner, right? Because your body is cooling that inflammation 24 seven, because you are probably having that protein shake every single morning. I am. Yep. Yeah. So you're starting your day with all these unnecessary fillers and ingredients and things like that. And to be honest, I, I don't even know what all these things do, but I do know that they cause inflammation in the body. And so fat, loss gets put on the back burner, which is unfortunate because a lot of us are doing these smoothies and things like that because we want to feel better. We want to be healthier. We want to, you know, have something that's going to assist us in losing weight or maybe going to the bathroom, all these things. Yes. So, okay. So I want to help our people because you recommended a protein powder and I always have to keep things really simple. I told you this, Cassie. So like for me, I get up, I put two scoops of protein powder in with almond milk, unsweetened almond milk. And now because of you, I add chia seeds and a little bit of psyllium husk. And Mm -hmm. I just shake it in my container real fast. And then I just down it and I'm good for breakfast. And that really works for me. But you said you recommended 
or Organifi, which I want to help our listeners here. So you recommended Organifi protein powder, right? Right. Yes. So I recommend Organifi because I have, I've purchased so many different types of protein powders, collagen powder powders, all the things. And I love collagen powder too, but the difference between the Organifi protein powder and collagen is with Organifi, you're getting a complete protein, which means it has all of the essential amino acids that you need. Um, collagen doesn't always necessarily have every single one of those. Um, and Organifi, I, I tested their product for a long time before I spoke about it because I wanted to make sure that it was clean, sustainable. They were following all the right practices, but it's just, for me, it's look at the ingredients, ensure it's organic, make sure that they're going through heavy metal testing. So they're, they're testing for these things. You know, all of their products are being tested for these things. Um, I talked about clean ingredients and then yeah, also the added sugar. So a lot of these brands are going to add sugar into their products and it might not necessarily say sugar in the ingredients. There's all these cover-up names for sugar. I, I think there's like hundreds. I don't know how many exactly, but so you just, you need to be mindful and, and educate yourself on what you're putting in your body. That's really important. Okay. So I ordered the Organifi protein powder and Cassie actually has a 15% off affiliate link with that, that we will drop in the show notes. Cassie, do you know it off the top of your head? Just in case they're listening. I want to say it's Cassie R15. Okay. So I'm going to drop it in the show notes for all of you. Um, but I love that. That's what I loved about you, Cassie, is that like you gave me another option that I can still keep it simple, but then you also have like a, um, a little free gift for my people where you have seven or eight different smoothie recipes that adhere to, okay, we're looking at 20 to 30 grams of protein, 10 to 20 grams of healthy fats and so forth. And so those smoothies look amazing. Um, and I love that you like use walnuts. I mean, that's a healthy fat. We'll talk about healthy fats in a minute, but Um, if they would like you to email your little smoothie booklet that has five or seven different smoothie recipes, how can they do that, Cassie? Yeah, so they can get a hold of me through my Instagram account. Um, if they want to send me a direct message, shoot me their email. Um, my Instagram is B underscore nutritiated. Um, and I think that will be in the show notes as well. Or you guys can shoot me an email as well. Um, b.nutritiated at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to provide that same little booklet that I provided to you because it takes the guesswork out of it for you guys, you know, as you're just getting started and kind of having lots of question, it, it gets the ball rolling for you in an easy way in the morning. You can even make your smoothies at night, pop it in the fridge, have it ready to go. Nice. Um, you know, add a little ice in the morning, blend it for a minute. And there you go. Like it's, okay breakfast, a really nourishing, well-balanced breakfast in less than, you know, five minutes. Exactly. Okay. So here's, here's what I want to review with you all. So we need to be getting 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal, which is going to be about the size of the palm of your hand. But Cassie also says that every meal should also contain 10 to 20 grams of healthy fats. Is that right, Cassie? Yeah. So, um, for the healthy fats, I recommend 10 to 30 grams. Um, and you can go a little bit on the higher side if your protein is maybe going to be a little bit lower. Um, but 
the healthy fats added to your meal is again, it's going to help you manage that blood sugar. Um, it's brain boosting healthy. Our brain loves healthy fats, the cells in our brain. So it feeds those cells in your brain. Um, and another thing with healthy fats too, is it's going to help slow the absorption of starchy carbohydrates, starchy carbs and sugars are what's going to spike that blood sugar. So if you pair healthy fat with those things, it's going to help bring that blood sugar back down to a normal level and keep it there. Um, which again, managing that blood sugar is going to put your body into that fat burning mode um, because we're boosting the metabolism to work more efficiently. And give us examples of healthy fats, Cassie. So healthy fats are nuts, seeds, your favorite nut butters, um, you can use olive oil, avocado oil, unsweetened coconut flakes. Um, so when you say nuts, are you talking any kind of nuts, cashews, almonds? What are you talking about? Whatever your preference is, walnuts, pecans, um, Brazil nuts, almonds, cashews. Yeah. Any kind and of nuts that you love. Um or the nut butters that come from those nuts and seeds too. So a lot of my clients are nut free. Um, they have allergies to nuts. So we do a lot of like sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds. Um, those are all forms of healthy fat. Okay. So this is really helpful too. And you're going to be so proud of me, Cassie. I've been listening to you this week. I've been reading some of your newsletters and okay. last night I was really hungry for my snack that I have to have before I go to bed. And mm -hmm. so I usually, sometimes I'll eat this cereal. Now I'm sure it's not the best cereal, but it comes across as healthy on the packaging. I forget what it is. It's like some kind of flake and nut or a cluster granola cluster cereal. But mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute, I got to get healthy fats. And so I found some walnuts in my cabinet and I added them to the cereal and it made the cereal so good. And I was like, Hey, I know that I'm like getting my healthy fats in with this particular. So it's like these teeny tiny changes I've made just this week after talking to you yesterday for like 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and so I love this idea of understanding that every meal needs to have these proteins and these healthy fats. And then there's one, one other category. What is that? Fiber? Fiber. Yes. All right. Fiber. Fiber is sexy, y'all. Tell me about fiber. <laughs> so fiber is, um, it's another macronutrient. It's like carbohydrates. So fiber is going to help you stay fuller longer, meaning that when you have these well-balanced meals that have the protein, healthy fat, and fiber, the goal here is to keep you full for three to four hours so that you're not snacking so much in between because you don't need the snacks anymore because you're full and you're satisfied. And so that fiber, when you add that to your meals, it's going to keep you fuller longer because it's going to expand, right? And you can have a lot of fiber. Fiber, it comes in the form of fruits and vegetables. So when you think about having like a big, big salad for lunch, it's unlimited, unlimited quantities of non-starchy vegetables. So that fiber is going to help you stay fuller longer, and it's going to move through your digestive tract too. help you go. Yes, I need that help. Yeah. You always want to have healthy poop. It's just, important. yes, it is. This is important, especially as you age. Yes. And regular too. So that's, the, that's a big thing with fiber is it's going to help you stay fuller longer as well. And then it is going to help with the whole number two situation. Is there a number, are there any certain amount of grams you're supposed to have per meal of fiber? 
So I aim for my meals to be about five to 15 grams of fiber. Um, for the day, for women, I would say 25 to 30 grams. If you can get a little bit more, that's awesome. Um, and this is why I love smoothies in the morning or chia seed puddings, because it can be hard to get fiber in the rest of the day at lunch and at dinner. You're going to get fiber from fruits and vegetables, but it's not going to be as much as if you are packing a smoothie full of chia seeds or flax seeds or hemp hearts, you know, walnuts, nuts, pumpkin seeds. Um, there's even some fiber supplements out there. I, I really approach it from like a whole foods, you know, approach to that. Like I'd rather get my fiber from whole foods, but sometimes that's not possible and that's okay. So it's okay to add in a scoop of fiber powder here and there. If you need. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about. Cause I just pulled this up that you sent me on Instagram. You said you really like the sun fiber fiber supplement. And so I, if I'm not doing like fruit or veggies, sorry, fruit in my morning smoothie, I could add a scoop or two of that into Absolutely. my shake. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yes. No. Okay. With the sun fiber, if I'm making a soup or something, or even like a, a marinara sauce for pasta, you can add a scoop in there. It's tasteless. I about it that. dissolves perfectly. So all that's going to do is give you that extra, I think it's like five or six grams of fiber. Um, it's just going to give you a little bit of a boost of fiber, which is a good thing. You yeah. Know? I will put that um, in the, in the show notes too. Okay. So here's the deal, Cassie. I'm trying to keep these shorter, which means you and I are going to wrap up this one. And then we're going to go into a part two real quick, but they're okay. just going to be separate episodes. Okay. But before we end this one, the name of your business is Be Nutriated. I want you to tell us why and what that's about. Yeah. So I started Be Nutriated because I wanted to think about the things that were really important to me when I was on my wellness journey. So I knew that I wanted to eat nutritiously. I wanted to eat a nutritious diet. So eat nutritiously. I also, it was very important to me to not be hungry. I wanted to feel satiated and satisfied. So eat nutritiously, feel satiated. And then I also, it's very important for me to be educated on the why. I don't want to do it just because somebody's telling me to do it because we've been doing that for way too many years, right? And it didn't work. So educate myself on the why. Why am I making these choices? And now it's educating my clients on the why, um, which comes with my Monday memos that I send out. Like these are why I am suggesting and recommending these things so that they understand and they have that takeaway that you're, you're not getting from these fad diets, right? You're not getting that takeaway. Yes. yes. And so you actually coach people one-on-one -on -one from everything from how to read a label to how to grocery shop. You even provide meal plans, which I loved. You sent me a, a, a weekly meal plan of where you've already figured out how many grams it has of protein and healthy fats, and you even give a grocery list. And so I think that that's such an important component of your coaching practice is you're, you know, it, it's not just, Hey, we're going to do this for 30 days. Like you're trying to truly <clears throat> create a lifestyle change that right. also feels good to yeah. your client as they're doing it. Yeah. The goal is for no one to ever feel like they have to diet again mm -hmm. or the things that I am teaching them, the things that they're becoming educated on 
understanding that taking that away, they can take it for the, the rest of their life. You know, I want them to, when they sign up for the month or the 30, you know, whatever it is, the three month program at the end of that program, I want them to say, I'm never going to go back to that old life. Like, I feel great now. I, I have all this energy, you know, so not only are we working towards their goals, but they realize that that's a life that they never want to go back to because they feel right. It's not that they look good. They feel good. Oh, I think that is so important. So again, if you are wanting more information about Cassie, you can find her on Instagram. Her Instagram is amazing. She makes the food she makes looks delicious. I even love watching her own transformation. Like you just started this business about six months ago or seven months ago. And you even posted a picture of you in a swimsuit before and you in a swimsuit after. And it's just like, it's just so amazing. Cause you can even see in the before picture, you can see all the inflammation, right. And things that you had going on in your stomach. And it was such a testimonial, I think, to the work that you're doing. So again, that's B underscore nutriated. Again, we will put that in the show notes. Cassie, thank you so much for being here today and just helping us kind of break down um, diet culture and understanding what kinds of goals we should be reaching for when it comes to these meals each day, but really understanding that it's about feeling good too. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me on the She Finds Joy show today. I'm so honored that you chose to listen to this episode. As always, this conversation will be continued in my free private Facebook group called She Finds Joy. You can join that group by going to kimstrubble.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other people just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we drop a new episode every other Wednesday. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to kimstrobel.com forward slash review. That will put you in Apple podcast where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down just a little bit, you can leave a five-star review and write a few sentences letting me know what you thought. It's so very important to get people to leave a review for my podcast. The reviews help me get higher on the iTunes list, and that will show up when people are searching for a new podcast, and it will really help us get new subscribers. So if I could ask one little favor for you just to go to kimstrubble.com forward slash review, give us a review and give us a comment and let us know what's been helpful. Thank you so much for listening in. I am really honored to be a part of this community with you.